right. Uh, can we talk Wait. Athletic Greens for a second? Always. You know how much I love talking about AG. It's a product that we use literally every day. Yeah. Uh, I started taking Athletic Greens because I just needed kind of a one-stop shop for vitamins and minerals that I wasn't getting in my otherwise uh, lacking diet. And mm-hmm. how many? 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, aptogens, all in one scoop. Now Michelle's taking it. My daughters mm-hmm. take it. Uh, it's it's my morning thing. I need a re-up. I'm almost out. I take it every day. I'm almost out. I need a re-up. If you get some more travel packs, will you send them to me? I think we can get you some more travel packs, but I can send them to you. Yes. Did, did you yeah. know oh, that? I do. Aaron just, Aaron just informed me that I have a bunch of travel packs left, so that's good. Good. Bring them down to Cabo. Athletic Greens was created uh, when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, cost him $100 a day. Well, it's not going to cost you, the listener, $100 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, here it is, five free travel packs with your first purchase. I'm on purchase 40. All you have to Mm -hmm. do is visit athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues, athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues. You probably heard us say this a thousand times, but maybe now, maybe this podcast. This is the one. This is the one that will make you actually go to your phone, type that in, and get on it. Yes. I didn't say much, but just just do it. Just try it. You're going to love it. All right? Don't forget about all the... All the nonsense. Just, just, just get it. Trust us. Get, 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 get it. Get, 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 get it. Cavalry Audio. Hello. Hey. Hi, Dad. Are you there? Man, you really—that's this conversation. That's so close to home and so realistic. You really need to say that someday. (laughs) You're trying to be funny, and yet there's a lot of truth in that. Daddy, where are you? Well, I'm right in Malibu, son. I uh, walked out on you when you were 10, 8. I don't know. That seems a little fuzzy right now. I know you do the uh, podcast with that buck fella. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you can't really settle on a time in your life. When I walked out, bottom line, I walked out. And I'm, you know, 42 <laughs> minutes away from you. But I'm not going to see you. Okay, Dad. That's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> okay, son. I'm going to play my music and hit the old pipe and uh, go to bed. <laughs> okay, Papa. Just think of me when you're sleeping. Call me Faja. <laughs> hi joe did you just do a run i think i know your your pathos your ethos whatever the word is because you're uh you were singing on your instagram getting ready and that's like your charge up to go run so you're not 100 wrong i didn't run but i worked out i did a basketball workout today and uh with your little pal adam levine yeah, yeah. And it was really fun. And then I did an ice bath, which I've been doing a lot of those lately, which is just gnarly, but great. And uh, uh, now I feel invigorated and, uh, you know, ready to do a great show with you for 25 minutes. I, that long. I, uh, I will tell you that nothing makes me feel better 
either post workout or not mm-hmm. than an ice bath. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But nothing changes my mood and the way my body feels and just being refreshed. Mm-hmm. E- even better than a full night's sleep than mm. in and out of an ice bath. It's so true. It really is. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Now, it's cold, man. I do six minutes. I mean, it's like it's crazy. It's freezing cold. I mean, now, does one, he have people that? Does he have people that do that for him? Um. Well, he has like a specifically, you know, specific person to break the ice. <laughs> does he have now? I mean, who makes the Adam Levine no. is not over there like filling up a tub with ice. No, no. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole contraption, dude. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's really cool looking. It's pretty actually. It's all wooded and there's a top on it and it's, it's done. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is take the top off, break the ice, ice bath, put the top back on. So, you know, that's all you got to do. There's no, there's no buckets of ice. You know, it's not like a big ice machine where you're filling up the thing. It's already done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I've gotten to know Adam a little bit. I certainly don't know him like you know him. Uh, you guys are little Hollywood guys. There's something annoying about actors and musicians playing hoops and putting on an Instagram. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Why not? I just don't like it. Why? I don't like it. Don't where, like is it. The, where is the... I, I got to understand that. Like, Is it just specifically basketball? What if? What if they were like throwing a football? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, that's better. But this is just, you know, Sandler does it. Uh, Levine does it. Uh, yeah, I don't Bieber's know. Bieber's a baller. Bieber plays hockey. Drake plays basketball. Drake yeah. and Oliver Hudson. I don't put it on Instagram. Are you I, good, though? Are you a good basketball player? And do you play no. left-handed? And doesn't Adam Levine play left-handed? Yes, he's lefty as well. I'm not good. I used to be all right. I used to play pickup basketball a lot, but it's been a while. And no, today he has like this trainer guy who's amazing. And he trains like big NBA guys. This dude is incredible. And his drills, it's really a cardio workout. I was I was puffing and puffing. I mean, it was gnarly. But my shot was terrible. I mean, it was off. But it's but, just a means to an end. This is this is a way of making a workout fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was nice. It was nice. And I ran four miles yesterday, and I did legs the day before. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my 45 year old body in shape. Are you drinking your water? Look. Yeah. Hey, there it is. But I will say I slacked. Meaning, I still have it. I still carry it with me everywhere, and I do fill it up. But I'm not drinking it as consistently as I was for the first four weeks. I was, I was crazy about it. I need to get into that cycle again. Yeah. Yeah. It's an effort. It's weird how it becomes an effort to drink water, but it's an effort that has you peeing all day. The amazing thing for me is for somebody who's 52 rare is the night that goes by that I don't get up once Mm -hmm. to pee. I mean, I think that's just Mm -hmm. part of aging. But when I drink water all day, I pee all day. I stop usually my overloaded water intake by the time it's by two o'clock, let's say, and I get it all out, and I don't feel like I'm peeing all night like I should be. So you get you you 
you get all your water done before two. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you got to like almost hold your nose and choke it down. It gets to that point where it's water. It's all of a sudden water's like, Oh my God, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's great for you. So that ice baths, you're running, you're doing legs, you're, you're playing basketball with, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, guys that have gold records, pop stars. Yeah. People who have moves like Jagger. <laughs> you should have asked me that. That would have been the good joke if you said, did, did, or did he move like Jagger? You should have said that. <laughs> and I saw you getting ready and you were singing, The Girl is Mine. Yeah. Who, was that McCartney? Who sang that song? That's McCartney and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I I was just uh, the, I, no inspiration. I was just singing the song, and it made me feel kind of good. And I decided to film it and post it. I don't know. I'm starting to have a visceral reaction to you singing on Instagram. I feel like Kate in this instance. Okay, so good. Let's just get it out then. Just when you you do the little, like when you're done, you know, each each phrase, you're phrasing, you're phrasing. It's like Sinatra <laughs> and his phrasing, and then Oliver Hudson. <laughs> The girl is mine. You have like this little. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Do it. Sing something and do it like where you're, you're like trying to feel the moment. Go. Right. I know. I know what you mean. I I know what you mean. The girl is mine. The goddamn girl is mine. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, does it, does it, it, it your, your asshole starts to clinch? Meaning you're like, oh, God. Eh. I mean, I love you like a brother, but I just hate that part of you. You do? I do. I hate that part. I'm sure there are things <laughs> I do that you hate. I hate uh, watching you sing. <laughs> <laughs> then don't watch. I, I can't. I For some reason, Instagram has figured out that between I look at my wife's Instagram, my daughter's Instagrams, and you. That's it. I And then you scroll down. However this thing is set up now, I'm getting like, if you go down far enough, and it's not that far, all of a sudden it's like, hey, did you hear the Rams won the algorithm. Super Bowl? It's, it's just, they stuff these things down so you don't really ever get to the ones that you don't usually follow or bother to open and so it's you natalie michelle trudy my sister and then you natalie michelle trudy my sister and i have to go hunting for everybody else i don't see daddy issues i don't see any Mm -hmm. i barely see any of those so i i'm i'm inundated with you singing is my point i can't get away from it that's right i'm my the algorithm i'm i'm all at your i'm in your I am. I'm all in your shit, dude. My algorithm is right up your ass. It's all about me. But you know what I'm gonna do? My next post is gonna is gonna be something like this. Hi, it's Oliver Hudson. Um, you know, I know most of you enjoy when I sing, and, and oh, I enjoy. Oh, now it. I so, know what you you're gonna turn your yeah. little mob against me. Yeah, yeah. And, There's only uh, one person I've ever heard from all my fans, my no, million I'm fans. No, I'm gonna say, look, I, 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 and I'll turn it into a nice thing. I say. You know, there are a lot of, there's only, there are very few people I respect in this world and my family and my friends. And one of those friends and coworkers is, 
is is Joe Buck, and he does not like it when I sing, and he has a visceral reaction to it. And so I'm going to take a pause from singing because my relationship with oh Joe. Oh my God! Don't do that is, to me. I'm I'm doing it. Don't do it. Why no. not? Because I don't want to hear from your your fucking people <laughs> at all. That's what? the oldest. That's the oldest Twitter trick. That's the only what one do I ever mean? do. You suck. You. You suck. You hate the Yankees. Why do you hate New York? You hate everything. You, you're the worst. You're a good thing you had a, a famous dad. You suck. And then I flip it on him or just go, hey, have a nice day. I retweet it. And then everybody attacks that guy. Mm-hmm. And then they go away. Some they just poof, they're gone. Yeah. Like Kaiser Sose. And yeah, now, but, but, you know, people know that I'm sort of being funny. So it, it could just be a funny little thing you know it's a psa why don't you do this start start your post Mm -hmm. but then give it a beat and say joe i'm about to sing Mm -hmm. turn it off turn it off go to the next one go to go to sibling revelries page Mm -hmm. okay just give me a warning not joe doesn't like it i know you too well i don't i don't like looking at you i don't like your mouth when you do it my mouth is sexy, dude. Whatever. Listen, why don't you give me some tips then? Let me know what my feed, how my, what direction my feed should. I'm not should saying go. that. I, your feed is is obviously miraculous. You've you've ensnared people from Troy Aikman to <laughs> uh, Barbara Streisand. So right to Bonnie Rotten. To- I mean, you, you have touched a lot of people through your Instagram. I have no answers for it. I'm, I can't even begin well, to critique no, you. Friend, I'm just telling you what hits me. What else can I you know, give me? Maybe uh, some tips, like maybe just be a little more serious or how can I mix up the the content? I mean, maybe do some a commentary on some current events. No, I don't do that. No? Uh, no. Talk religion? No. Yeah, do do a, do a whole segment on religion? No, don't do that. You'll lose followers. And I know if if you if you get are you at a million followers? Yeah. Okay. If you go under a million, do all of us get to unsee that dance you did? No, that was. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I like to toot my own horn, but that was that was pretty genius. It was beautiful. I mean, it's one of the more, more beautiful dances I've ever done. Or I was. Seen. Sw- I was sweating my ass. I was working hard because that was not the first take. You know, I had to get the, put the, I stuffed my ween and I had to make sure that was the right size, you know, and then. Oh yeah. Because you, you faked all that. You went spinal tap on us. uh, Yeah, of course. Because you can't, because if it was the real thing then I, you know, probably get dinged and they take it off or something. But if I made it exaggerated then you know, there's parody. Does, hey. does Instagram social media sees parody? Social media understands nuance and sarcasm. I don't think so. I don't know. I got something taken down. My my running in the snow, you know, with my ass out. But then I put it back up. I and think did they get they, it again? No, but I think it's just if someone complains or if someone decides to ding you, then they can take it down. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? You so, should you should get on TikTok. <laughs> no, I'm not looking for any of that. I don't want to get on anything. 
I want to go away. No, you don't. I don't even want to do this. You honestly. Didn't, you, you, well, it's too bad. You're in it. You're stuck. If you don't do this, Margot will die. Not true. And where will, and where will Josh be? Huh? Josh will be covered in parrot shit. You got to think about. You got to think about these people. You know who were become very close with and who rely on this, rely on us. You know, for this hour in their day. I mean, I. You know, don't you worry about Josh? I worry about Josh, but not. It has nothing to do with this podcast. You mean just to? Just some of his life. Some of his life choices. Yeah. Some of his. Well, some of his afflictions. Some of his. You're going to be doing this a long time, dude. Yeah. You're doing this forever. This is just just what's going to happen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Well, this was going to be the week that uh, you were going to do an interview with Al Michaels and me and talk about mm. kind of the musical chairs that is uh, yeah. sports broadcasting or NFL broadcasting, but there's nothing. There's nothing. I have nothing to report. There's nothing new. Really? Conversations, uh, meetings, I guess, but more just conversations on the phone, texting, mm. but... All it's doing is draining the life out of me. Mm-hmm. But nothing, there's no closure. There's no nothing to report. So in case anybody was tuning in, hoping Are to hear how Michael leaning, sir? That ain't happening. Really? No. No. There's no. nothing. There's no movement. No. It's either it's either one or the other. It's so when there's movement, it'll be over. What about a bowel movement? See, that's where I can rely on you to change the topic. <laughs> but it does point out whether no matter what it is in your life that brings whether it's change or uh discussions that have pretty far reaching results in your life or topics in your life or have to do with work or whatever, and, and it, it's ongoing, there's just like a drain on your battery and you're not even aware of it. I, I, like I've, I've had decent night sleep, nights of sleep, but I'm just tired all day. And I think it's because there's this noise of where am I going to be? Yeah. And, and, you know, it, there's it's really a no lose. I'm I'm happy really either way, but not. I, I think it's just the fear of of the unknown and and that that yeah. kind of constant, not worry, but constant chewing on that just drains you. I'm I'm just oh, yeah. done by the end of the night more so than ever. Yeah, it's amazing that emotional toll that this and other things take on you. I think we we um, we don't give it enough credit in a sense, not credit, but, you know, it's exhausting. That emotional exhaustion just can hit you and you are spent and you haven't done shit all day as far as physical, you know, working out or anything like that exertion. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear somebody complaining about that stuff. But when it's your life, it's like, I just I just want closure 
one way or the other. That that's what I'm getting at. I I want I want to know what is going to happen, and these are decisions that are clearly out of my hands at this point. So um, maybe there will be early next week, um, and we'll see. But 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 uh, but but how are they out of your hands? It's you who's making the decision. No, not totally. Well, you have free will, right? I mean, you just make the choice. I could to- not work, but that's not going to happen. So, I mean, I have, yeah, I have free will, just like Getty Lee and the fine fellas of whatever that <laughs> band is that I can't think of. Uh, I will choose free will. <laughs> Who is that? Why can't I think it? Rush. Is it Rush? Yeah, it's Rush. Rush, yeah. Um, yeah, but whatever. This is bringing everything to a standstill. The reason why I bring it up at all is because it doesn't matter if it's this in my life or I think COVID had that in everybody's lives for for a minute. And, and for a couple of years, there was this constant drain of there was, at least for me, worry of worrying if I was infected. Am I going to be able to go do my job? Am I... Am I going to be healthy? How am I going to come out of this if I have it? There was just two years of that constantly. I was trying to be as vigilant as I could be because I didn't want to miss work. And mm. and I wanted to be healthy. And I didn't want to pass it on to my mom. And I didn't want to do whatever. So I, it's stuff that just goes on in the background of your soul that just drains you. And eventually you look up and you're like, God, I'm just exhausted. And, and that's kind of where I am right now. You think, are you saying that this isn't even about the, this decision that needs to be made. It's a culmination of the last however long. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I think when this thing comes to an end, mm-hmm. one way or the other, we'll have a really good podcast about it because I, I think there's a lot to be said and and it's all good. It's all mm-hmm. there's no there's no I have absolutely no misgivings about any of it. So it'll be it'll be a great podcast whenever mm-hmm. there's closure one way or the other. But as of right now, that is not where we are on on any of it. So, well, how, how are you and Michelle still together? <laughs> we are. In we fact, are? if she was not, did your kids do car naps? Oh yeah. So oh, she's yeah. now. Trying to take so she and then that's another thing, you know. She's got her dad being ill, and her mom is moving to St. Louis now, and you know, there's stuff going on with a family, and so that's another constant churn. And everybody deals with this stuff. I'm not saying I'm unique in this way at all, but she's not doing a car nap. If she was not doing a car nap with the boys, meaning she's driving around getting calls done, trying to get stuff situated for her dad <laughs> she would be sitting right here maybe instead of me definitely right. with me to talk about our love language and uh and how she felt about our podcast and mm-hmm. where we are right now so that maybe that'll be next week too who knows next week's gonna be a hell of a podcast it will be i know i know yeah i know i was excited about michelle coming on and talking about this stuff you know yeah uh, those but kids. you guys are you guys are okay. You you guys are still you're not you know you're still together. We're not going to break up, right? <laughs> Let me no. tell you, if Michelle and I do not work out, yeah, 
so to answer your question, we're actually really good. It, it's it's none of I mean, I know you're kidding, but we're actually yes. really good. But if if Michelle and I ever, if we didn't make it, I'm done. I I, I check out. I'm finished because there's no better woman in the world. There's no better mom. There's no better wife. If I can't make that work, I I just don't deserve to have a partner. That means I'm o for two, and I'm living in a hut, uh, just cleaning surfboards. Whack? What do you do? Whack surfboards? First, yeah, I have to learn think. how to surf, <laughs> and then I'll whack surfboards. Or or you'll just go buck wild, which could be then the new chapter of your life, just called buck wild. It'll be fast and fleeting and and it'll be a quick burn yeah you'll just go nuts nuts yeah <laughs> my kids will have to do and my girls will have to do an intervention oh totally yeah we don't know what happened to dad everything oh, but yeah, i will dad's... joke with them here's where it's come with with my daughters and michelle which i love like i'll joke with them that you know i don't, I don't know michelle and i i don't know girls and like we're not gonna and Natalie more so than Trudy, but both are like, what? You know, they're freaking out. They're like, oh my God, what is problem? What dad? What did you do? You know, like it's like I was all of it's first of all, I'm kidding. Secondly, yeah. why would it be what did I do? Maybe it was something she fictitiously did. But right. yeah. That they they're like, oh my God, don't do that to me. So So they, they blame you immediately. Immediately I get the blame. In this fictitious scenario, like, what did you do, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was the big threat back in the day, and now it's like, Dad, don't screw this up. So everybody's yeah. on Team Michelle. I, I'm just fighting against the entire tide. Let me ask you a question. And this was not going to happen because you know you guys are in you guys are in love. There's no doubt about it. If what is it that you fictitiously could do to fuck it up? Because you're not a cheater. You're a very faithful, loyal person. So we can scratch that off. So what is it? If we're going to go down this path just for fun, what is it about you that could ruin this amazing relationship that you have? I ask myself that question a lot because I don't want this to ever end. Um, I I don't know. I, I think the the one thing that would be hard for either one of us to get over would be the cheating thing. Of course. And as you said, that's just not who I am. That's not what I've right. ever done. That's just not right. a part of me. Even when I was dating in high school, I just was not, that was not my thing. But especially after marriage and then after kids. And and again, we we talked about this before, And but these are our lives. So there's a lot of repetition in these things. But that's what I saw as a kid being around a professional baseball team and traveling with them. Mm-hmm on the road when I was little, like it was an eye opening, life changing and life altering and almost shaping experience to see professional athletes that were in the hotel bar, mm-hmm. not with their wives and, mm-hmm. and see it and kind of get it. And, and, and my dad just saying, put your head down, buck and keep walking. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is what happens on the road stays on the road. Bullshit, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm insanity to me um it just i I think that formed helped form who i am i it just made me sick so i for sure so that's never but but, but given given the issues that you have within your relationship given who you are and the 
problems that she might have with you. Take that to the 10th degree, exacerbate that. What is, what is the thing that she would finally be like, you know what, Buck? I'm out. Sorry. Can't do it anymore. About you. Like you're stubborn. You're, well, you know, what is my stubbornness, my, my unwillingness to listen and talk my, my, uh, usual act of turning everything into a joke, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being silly and -hmm. not really communicating like a 50 year old adult (laughs) instead, like a five-year-old boy. That's the stuff that drives her crazy. Right. And if that's, if that is taken to the hundredth degree, she's like, I can't fucking live with this. I I mean, I could see that leading to a timeout maybe, but right. Right. It'll never get there. Like I, I don't, it's just, she's just, sometimes she'll be like, I want to talk to a man as a man in there. I, I, are we just, am I talking to a five-year-old boy? (laughs) And sometimes when things get really serious, in fact, I've told this before, I'm sure too, that one night in, we were on a trip early in my relationship with Michelle in Barcelona. It was Michelle, me and Trudy, and they both ganged up on me and said, Mm -hmm. every time something gets serious, you get, silly you make a joke out of it right and i I probably made a joke when they said that to me at the time (laughs) and uh that that's that's just my default i don't know i i I wish i wasn't like that but that's just kind of who i am yeah but is this something that you need to work on just yes i think i do i think i do need to work on that and and when i talk to my therapist heather it's you know, there are ways that adults and married people are supposed to argue or mm-hmm. interact that is just so, seems so fake to me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you feel that way. What yeah. I hear you saying is, you know, and, and giving the other <laughs> person validation instead of totally. just going, are you out of your fucking mind? That That yeah. is not at all what I'm saying. And then it's just nothing comes of that except more yeah. yelling. Dude, I think that that's so funny because it's that therapist speak, which theoretically the themes of it are correct, but you can't actually use that kind of language to talk to your person. It's, it's not a human. I understand. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I want to be like that. I really do because I feel like it would end any argument at mm-hmm. least an hour before the other ones typically end. Mm-hmm. The beauty of Michelle and me, I think, in our relationship is that I don't feel like we carry stuff over. It's not mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you're going to pay for that for four days. Or that was mm-hmm. stupid. You shouldn't have said that. I mean, we can get past it. by yeah. we Eventually, we talk about it. But the initial stuff is like, yeah. and then you got to kind of come back to the table if you're enjoying this episode of daddy issues don't keep it to yourself please share the love and tell a friend about daddy issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we that's right you. stay tuned you don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break so where does she 
where does she have to take responsibility in this? You know, because it's it takes two. Everyone has their shit. I have my shit. Aaron has her shit. She can just get, you know, cut off from sort of what's going on in the moment because she's so concerned or OCD about getting shit done or this or that, or it's not working. And we got to do that. And I'm like, Hey, you got to just chill out for a second. Like you're going way off the rails and I'm, <clears throat> I can get internal, you know, and not express myself enough, but where's Michelle, where is her, where, you know, what's her affliction? No, it's, it's kind of that same thing. I think, I think she will get, everything's got to be so in order. Like if, if I mm. pack the dishwasher wrong, she'll undo it all, put it all back in the way she wants it. If the, wow. if, if we get back That's from like the grocery Aaron. store and I start putting stuff away to be helpful, all I'm doing is doubling the time it takes because <laughs> right. she's now going to put the cream in the pop, proper spot. Right. And I'm not talking about what's in the crisper drawer. I mean, it's like yeah. how everything is arranged on the open shelves that are in front of your face. <laughs> right. So it's all got to be lined up. Yeah. And, and I'm like, geez, can I just put this away? Like, let's yeah. go. And I, yeah. And she can't roll with that. And I, I think if, if there's anything that we fight about that gets us into trouble, it, it's just our different styles of parenting. I, I wish mm -hmm. I had her patience. We've talked about it many times. Although sometimes I feel like the boys need a hard no. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of the, the baby no sometimes. Mm hmm. But right now I'm picturing her in our gym listening to this podcast and coming over, walking by me and giving me a glare. So I'm going to stop talking about any of that. But I did preface what I said by saying I wish I had the be much better patience, let alone oh, yeah. the patience she has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think we're all navigating, you know, parenthood always and learning and figuring it out. And I, I say to Wilder, you know, who's my oldest, I say, look, I, you're trying to navigate teenage years and puberty and whatever you're feeling with his anxiety and friends and, you know, all of it, school. And I tell him, I, I said, similarly, dude, I'm, I'm a newbie too. I, I'm learning as well. I've never had a 14 year old in my life. So I'm trying to figure this shit out as well. I said, I, I tell him, I said, I'm going to make mistakes. You know, there's no doubt. And I will apologize for those mistakes, but I'm trying to figure it out with you. You know, I don't I, have all the answers. I think I'm that's, it's such a gift to be able to, and I think about this all the time, to be able to genuinely apologize to your kids. Yeah. And let them know that, you know, you made a mistake and, show that you're not perfect show mm -hmm. that you're because that I, I think that's good i think that helps open the line of the lines of communication because they know they're not dealing with somebody that's not approachable or that considers themselves beyond reproach because they can't they don't make mistakes like everybody makes mm -hmm. mistakes and you make mistakes as a parent and you make a mistake you make mistakes as kids and being able to admit that you made a mistake and saying, I'm sorry, you know, I, I wasn't right about that. Please forgive me. And and I, I think that's that's a good lesson to learn at home because they carry that out the door with them too. It, yeah. With their and, own relationships. And, and, well, I think you and I can relate to our shortness, our frustration and anger. I think we, we're similar there. I've never spanked my kids, never even come close to it, never felt had the need to. You know, I got spanked. 
but I, I never have even thought about it really, even in the heat of the moment. Um, but I can get angry, you know, and I can get loud and I can get a bit irrational sometimes. And, uh, I grew up with, I grew up with a lot of, you know, vocal people. My mom's tough, Kurt's tough, you know, um, but sometimes I feel like I take it too far. So my apologies, nine times out of 10, come from me feeling bad about how I handle the situation with my tone, with me getting out of control in the sense of I don't take all factors into account of what happened in the moment, whatever it is I'm mad about. I just come to a snap judgment and start yelling instead of taking the time to understand what might have happened. So that's my thing, you know, and I've really made a point to not do that anymore because Wilder and I had a heart to heart, you know, and he was crying. There was a certain situation that went down a while ago, you know, just feeling bad. And I think he was, I think he was vaping. He got caught or something. <clears throat> and um, he said that, uh, you know, sometimes he was afraid of me. And that crushed me. I was like, oh, my God, you know, because I feel like I'm repeating some sort of a pattern in my childhood. And I was just like, holy shit. And that's the last thing that I want to ever be for my kids. I don't want them to ever fear me in any way, you know. But they should I fear. I don't think that I, I hear everything you're saying, but I think they should fear letting you down if they don't act right. And, and sure. if they're if they're making decisions that are harmful or whatever, they should fear that, you know, not only are they hurting themselves, but I'm going to hear about this from my mom and dad and I don't want to yes. let them down. I There's don't think a difference, that's bad. I think I, I just and then, of course, I'm like, what? Well, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like trying to hold back my tears. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, you fear me? Like, I was like, what do you? Do you are you are you concerned that I might actually hurt you or hit you? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, I start to go down the list because now I'm like, holy fuck! Like, what are we talking about here? Like, because it was just I was rocked by that, you know. Because all I do is love my kids physically and everything, you know. But I think maybe he was coming more from that place that you're talking about, meaning like I'm scared of what you're gonna think, of what you're gonna do, of how you're gonna react. You know, yeah, and, uh, and and I think there's a healthy fear, and then that fear can cross a line. I think sometimes I've crossed the line a little with sort of my reactions, just getting angry, getting frustrated. And as parents, our fucking nerves just get so ground down. You know, it's it's especially with little ones like you. It's it, your your rationality sort of goes. Your rationale goes out the window. Eh? you're so on edge because you have no sleep and you're trying to do homework. And you're trying to get them to brush their teeth and that. And finally, after what, days of it or whatever, like, ah, ah, and you just sort of snap and lose it. Right. Well, yeah. I, we, we were in their room last night, putting them to bed and I, I lay on the floor between their beds and I read them books at night mm -hmm. and Wyatt knocked his water bottle over off the nightstand and it came down i was laying on the floor it came down and cracked me right on that bone right under your mm -hmm. eye yeah and i'm telling it's like i got hit by mike tyson and because and it came out of nowhere like i didn't know he hit it i was just laying yeah, there yeah. reading and all of a sudden wham yeah. this thing hit me in the eye and it took every ounce of me to not grab yeah. that water bottle and fire yeah. it against the other wall across yeah. the room from me. And I, 
And I was like, I, I, it, had I been able to grab the thing right away, I might have just snapped yeah. and thrown it against the wall and scared the shit out of them. And I would have been kicked out of the room by Michelle and probably called in, yeah. you know, like child services in because yeah. I'm like losing it. It hurt so much. Yeah. Like I, my eyes are watering and he didn't, I mean, he just knocked it over. He didn't yeah, mean to. It wouldn't have been just like, God, that just crushed my eye, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't do it. Yeah. I was. I, I sat there reading the book, The Napping House, for anybody yeah. who wants to read that book. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the time, with one eye on the page, and yeah. the rest of my brain thinking about how I stopped myself from firing the water bottle across yeah. the room. I was well, proud good. of myself. That's no, good. You're making progress. I'm making progress. <laughs> I didn't throw an inanimate object against the wall. No, but it, but it's interesting because I, I get that when when your child accidentally inflicts pain, I don't know whether it's this sort of primal response to just get angry, you know, or I, I assume that's what it is because I feel that too. Sometimes something happens; it's a total accident. The the first reaction is. Fuck. Ah. Yeah. But of course, you know, you, you hold that in, you don't do that. It's an, it's an accident, you know, but the I, first, yeah. the first, like the primal, the sort of disconnected subconscious response is, but is to just lash out. You yeah. Know? No. And I, I have a tough time turning that response off Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I am all those things. I'm, there's no excuse for, for losing my patience, but you know, being tired and whatever, it's like, that hurts. I don't care who did it to me. Yeah. That hurt. And, yeah. you know, Michelle is amazing. They they were like, they could take uh, scissors and throw them into her back. And she'd be like, right. if it was them, she'd be like, now that that didn't feel good. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'd be on the ground writhing around in pain, trying to drive myself to an emergency room. And she's totally able to withstand pain inflicted by her sons. If I did, yeah. if I move wrong on the couch and yeah. some piece of me is laying on her, it's like, ah, get out. Like, but, how do you differentiate? Because in the moment, I don't care who hurt me. Right. It hurt. I, it, I'm just reacting to the hurt. I'm not reacting that acting like you did it on purpose. It just yeah. hurt. That was, that yeah. was my reaction to go. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm an asshole. Cause I went, ah, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're upset because I got mad and I'm like, I'm right. not mad at you. It just hurt. That was my normal right. I was reaction. Reacting to the pain. I love you guys. Yeah. I love you. There's nothing you can do that will ever make me not love you. Nothing. I know. So I, know. I, I that's, that's, those are my issues. Those are my daddy yeah. issues. Those are my, I know. I know. finally to drop in, like when you, see a movie and they finally put the title of the movie in the dialogue i finally mm-hmm. just said those are my daddy issues yeah, these are my daddy issues looking down the track looking yes. up the track i got hit with a belt i i was you know my sister and i used to always fight and i remember my dad mom going out to dinner my dad saying if we get a bad report from the mm-hmm. babysitter when we get back you're not gonna like what happens Okay, Dad, and then Julie and I fight. However, we used to fight, and the babysitter ratted me out, yeah. and I was awakened by my dad flipping my mattress over and dumping me on the floor mid sleep. Yeah. And Jeez. I'll never forget that. Yeah, and I told you to. 
And then whenever he was chasing me around with a belt, I, I was able to elude him. That's one of the benefits of having an older man for a father. I yeah. was able to move yeah. around yeah. as this portly little kid, uh, still able to get away from his belt. And by the end, you know, he lost his steam. We're laughing about it and nothing ever really came of it. Mm-hmm. I was not like lashed by a belt, mm-hmm. but it was there was the threat of some sort of sure. corporal punishment. But, but the real question is, where do you think this babysitter is today? That's ratted you out. It's funny because in St. Louis, it's such a small town that I run into people all the time, or my sister will, and they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, I babysat mm-hmm. you back in the 70s. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think you did. I'm mm-hmm. calling <laughs> bullshit on that. I, you, <laughs> I think you've been telling people because you were right. in our neighborhood that you babysat us as kids. Right. Or if I popped up on World Series and they're sitting around a party, like, oh, I used to babysit that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. We Julie yeah. keeps a Rolodex of the people. We had some freaks that used to babysit us. And when I look back on it, my mom I and dad, my dad I'm sure was not involved in this. My mom had absolutely no business hiring some of these people to watch us. <laughs> and I mean, people that had records. And I remember mm-hmm. one one was in, left her purse on the kitchen table. And there was a gun in it. Wow. That is hand to God, swear to God, this person had a gun in her purse. That's crazy. (laughs) Why? That person, I don't know. I have no idea. It's not like she was going to use it on us. But there was a gun in her purse, maybe for where she lived or going home or feeling... Mm -hmm nervous about you know what i don't know but there was a gun in this person's purse wow meanwhile for me for our babysitters it's like can you bring 38 references uh i'd like you to take a lie detector (laughs) test and this is the uh head of the ladue police department they have Mm -hmm. a questionnaire they're going to have you fill out and you're going to answer them uh while the person's sitting here Right, and while you're waiting, here's the DNA swabs. Swab your cheeks. You do. <laughs> right. If you'll breathe into this, and now recite the alphabet backward, uh, and walk on this straight line with your arms out. Okay, go. Right, and sign in Ancestry.com. You need to follow your family tree. <laughs> do you currently have any relatives in solitary confinement? No. Okay, good. Do you currently have anybody? Yeah, that that's <laughs> we, so we, we've gone the complete opposite way. We have oh, like three people we trust, and beyond that, like, ain't nobody touching these kids. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's it's the world we live in, but I think it has gotten safer. Honestly, even though it seems like it has not, I think it has gotten safer over the years. It was Do less you? safe when I it was less safe when I was a kid than it is now for sure. Why? Because there's more accountability even, or even statistically, I've even more looked at eyes. Up. Yeah, there's more eyes, more accountability, you know, there's more tracking, there's GPS, there's cameras everywhere, you know. Now the shit the shit part of of having a teenager is this fentanyl, you know, and we're not gonna get into this because this podcast is ended soon. But 
you know, innocently they want to try to smoke a joint or whatever, as you do in 14 or 15 and you're experimenting. Now you can't even do that because it can be laced with fentanyl. And kids in LA are fucking dying. But what, just just because, educate me on this. Why is there fentanyl in that? Is it because the person selling it wants to hurt someone or are they just trying to get stuff out in bulk? Or I, I, I honestly don't know because I, I, I don't know. I mean, there probably are some situations where you just have evil and they want to hurt somebody. And then there are other situations where maybe if they put just a little bit of fentanyl on it, you know, and then you're going to smoke a joint and get addicted and, and, you know, want more of whatever that feeling was, you know, Jesus, so oh, I don't, I God, don't I'm so scared to have these kids grow up like, and I'm so naive. You're not naive. I am so naive to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I will have to not be, and I, I promise I won't be, but as I sit here now, like, I don't know anything about that stuff. I just don't. I, like, I don't even know what fentanyl is. I've heard about it. I've heard about these people dying from it, but I really don't know what that is. Have you watched Euphoria? No. Is that what it's about? Uh, well, no, it's very druggy. But yeah, and there is fentanyl in it. You know, she does a little dab of fentanyl in it. But you should watch it. It's actually really good. I mean, it's 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 really well done. It's a very well done show. No doubt about it. But it's disturbing. Very disturbing. That's what I've heard. Like, my girls were like, ah, dad, I don't know that you're going to want to watch this. Uh, yeah, but it's, it is disturbing, but I like, I like dark, you know what I mean? Like, it's really good. It's one thing if it was not that well done and disturbing, like, eh, who gives a fuck, whatever. But it's really well done. The acting is phenomenal in it. It's fucking good. It's good. You should check it out. I, I, my, my like little kitty shows ended with my girls in Hannah Montana or Corey in the house or mm-hmm. sister, sister. Yeah. <laughs> or you should, or, or you could watch the great British bake off. And that's what I've been doing with my kids. They love it. And I love it too. It's amazing. Really? Oh, it's an incredible show. There's like nine seasons. I, it's super British and the music is great and it's just peaceful and charming. And I love it. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> is this like Dude, calm down to go to bedtime just watch the great british bake-off okay season nine just try it don't go anywhere we'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues so i this is the last thing i'm going to say going yeah. forward and trying to promote a podcast in the future But we are two weeks away from a really funny podcast. Okay. And I can't wait. um, Do I know about this? Yeah, you do. But I don't think even you can put it together. It has nothing to do with Sports Bride. Nothing to do with that at all. Okay. But there's there's something in the offing here that Mm. I don't know that – people expect oh good i'm 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 curious myself and i'm the co-host of this thing i i'm, I'm gonna, excited uh, i turned my phone off because my kids were texting me but i uh i'll send you a picture okay okay here i got it I'm sending it to you right now tommy john tommy john 
I just got a, a text. I got a. I'm getting some free Tommy Johns, and I need to give them my sizes. You're basically <laughs> like Kate. You're 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 a you're beholden to free plugs for stuff. No, they're they're sorry you plugs know, just, for free stuff. Well, you had to pay for your plugs. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> See what uh, I did? No, they're they're sponsoring another podcast I do called Sibling Revelry. Oh so. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just enough. You get no joy out of doing that. No, I do. I love. I just love your reactions. Okay, look at your phone. Look at okay, what I email? just email. No, just your text. Text. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Hey Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Oh, good. This is gonna be good. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. <laughs> that beats right, the uh, the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, oh, for sure it does. Yeah, no, in two weeks' time, this is going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> I got a lot okay. of good stories from it too. So, yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be good. How much is Margot? I know Josh doesn't really care, but Margot's dying right now. I know. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up with Juggernaut. Is Josh on? I am here. Juggernaut with Josh. Oh, fresh cut, Josh. You got a haircut. No, I didn't. I just I, I just uh, brushed it over or whatever. Have you always gone with that part? I mean, or do you have, have you ever experimented with another part in your hair? Uh, back when I was in college, I tried to do the middle part, and that was terrible. It was just the worst. Okay. Um, you're also wearing a gray Henley. Do you always button all the buttons up on a gray Henley? Or maybe you should undo should one. I undo one? See, but I'm wearing oh, the shirt got- under it, too. You're wearing a T-shirt and a Henley. Yeah, but you see, but I thought, but I've thought about this since the last time this came up. It's for warmth, though. Like it's, I just feel more in, and for the sweating under the armpits, it like helps catch some of the sweat. But then, aren't your shirts tighter? I mean, we talked about this about dress shirts. I get it for warmth, but I, I don't understand it for for a dress shirt. You also completely contradicted yourself, meaning. You want to stay warm, <laughs> but you also want to stop the pit sweating. Like, what the hell is it? It Choose does both. One. Like, if I'm if I'm warm and my pits are sweating, then it catches it. If I'm not warm and I'm cold, then it helps me stay warm. So next time, you should take your shirt off, not wear an undershirt, and undo a couple buttons, and then it'll bring on some sex appeal. I think. All right, I definitely, I'm definitely going to try that. I do have a question for you guys though. That's actually relevant to daddy issues. It has it has to do with the whole topic. Um. My sister-in-law and her two-year-old, now three-year-old uh, son were visiting us a couple weeks ago. We were at uh, Walmart picking out a Hot Wheels toy for him because he loves Hot Wheels. She left me with him while she went to go look for something else. Do you guys have it when you're around your little kids, like Joe maybe with one or both of your twins, when you're out in public with them, do people just stop to chat with you about the kids? Like, can I, I drove oh. them crazy? 
<laughs> yes. Yes, they do. I was in the park today and I uh, with with my two boys and I I heard somebody's entire life story because they have a child in the same neighborhood age-wise as my kid and I just wanted to chase my kids around and help them on the monkey bars but I felt beholden to keep talking to this person yeah. and while I'm talking to this person Wyatt is like out on the street somewhere. So I, I'm like, I don't want to be rude and go, yeah, great. Love that. Oh, that's so funny. And then I, I just want to move on so that I can watch my children. Why do people do that? I was I was alone with him in the store for like 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes, I think three people came by. Oh, how old is he? What is the, yeah. asking me all these questions? And I'm just like, I don't want to answer questions about about you know about yeah. this i just want to just stand here what store were you in it was walmart. walmart walmart um yeah that changes as you get as they get older but yeah when they're cute little kids it's just like yeah yeah you know why it happens here's why it happens and this is what happened in the park today they want to gauge where their kid is development wise in relation to yours so oh. my i have one really big three and a half year old and he was doing the monkey bars by himself. Then the other one did the monkey bars by himself. And this person had a five-year-old that couldn't do the monkey bars. And I think she was like, eh, how old are those kids? I said, <laughs> uh, they're going to be four. When? In April? Yeah. Wow, they're doing the monkey bars awfully well. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. They're not Navy SEALs. It's not <laughs> like they're they're, you know... Mm-hmm. jumping buildings in a single bound they're doing the monkey bars so they can do that your kid can do trigonometry who cares mm-hmm. but they want to gauge where their kid is in relation to your size wise development wise point. that's my point that's that's my great. theory on that that's a great point that's a great i think i think you're spot on there yeah yeah and because you, you're always insecure about what your kid can or can't do you right know? Why can't my kid should tie his shoes? Why is right. he still sucking his thumb? Why is he? I, who cares? You know. Right. Ah, that's good. Okay, I get, that makes sense. But still, it was annoying. I didn't want to have to get into the whole story of. Well, it's not my kid. It's it's my nephew. It's my sister in law. She's you know she's going to look for a car yeah. seat, and then I'm then the whole thing. Oh, where did they come in from? Well, because I said that we just got. Oh, I well, just picked weird. them up from the airport, and then it's like, well, they were visiting this other place. It's the whole long saga that i had to get into. that's where you just gotta go rogue to say they came in from hell (laughs) right right (laughs) Right. they're looking for a butcher knife okay i'll keep that in mind they like to kill nosy people (laughs) they'll be right back (laughs) after they pick out a car seat and a hacksaw right and there's a blowtorch section (laughs) in fact follow us to our car and uh, real quick before you get out, we get out. We always got to talk about your orgasms. How are they? Oh, God. No, okay. We well, that's that. That subject is not going to be very fun because we've both been sick with colds this past week. Mm. So, so <laughs> that does that not stop you? No. Oh, man. Huh. Well, we haven't okay. we haven't been feeling so great. I have a feeling Oliver's not as virile as he portends what do you mean i'm i'm virile as it gets I, honestly when we when we get off of this podcast in 30 seconds i'm going to make love to my wife 100 percent. 
No. Babe? <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. She's right. She's right here. She's the one who wanted it. I come in, I was like, I gotta do a podcast. She's like, oh God, when are we gotta pick up the kids? Like, like let's let's get after it. I'm like, I gotta I gotta make love to Joe first. <laughs> <laughs> verbal, sweet verbal love. Just and, Joe. And, and I, let me thank you and her for that. Thank you for yeah. putting J- me first. Just Joe, Oliver. And our well, ten, you tens of listeners. If you're ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> God, you you are an absolute beauty. An um, absolute beauty. Speaking of that, Oliver, I guess you got to go. I do. It's time to go make love. Oh, my God. Don't be jealous. This is like, uh, I'm jealous. I'm not jealous. I just don't really feel like it's appropriate. What are you, prude? Where are you now? What is that? This is my ceiling. This oh. is my bedroom. Oh, sorry. It, I didn't. It looked like you were in a sauna for a second. I know. Look at that. Hey, I'm in a sauna. Hey, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> hey, I'm in a sauna. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm in my bedroom. I'm going to make my bedroom a sauna in about 10 minutes here. Oh, hey. God. <laughs> um, all right. I love you all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. Rosenberger. 